Hello, this episode we talk about the Week 12 games and our predictions. However, we started by chatting about coaches and who might be feeling the pressure. It went on a little bit longer than we thought, so we've edited that one as a standalone podcast and you can choose if you want to listen to it or not. So thank you very much and happy Thanksgiving from all at Going Long. Uh, right, I've already had someone ask us on the teapot why we haven't picked what looked like a couple of the biggest games. So I'm going to share on Facebook one of the reasons that, yes, Dallas uh, against Washington is a standout game. And we'll talk about that. It's going to be really exciting. But the games we picked in our teapot this week, we've picked because they like to be close. They like to be tough to call, which is obviously the whole point of our tournament. And they're also quite significant. And strangely, we're right, because I found, uh, if people out there don't know, there's a website called 538.com, which renowned statisticians and do lots of data analysis. They started on sport, but have recently done a lot in politics and elections. And they have this analysis for NFL, which ends up with a win percentage, and it assesses who you've played previously. And they've got their five top games this week, and three of them are three of our games. So we've not done too bad picking what are going to be significant games. And the first one of these, uh, Minnesota going to Detroit, part of a, a big Thursday night Thanksgiving set of games. Yeah, yeah, we've got three games on for, for Thursday night, thanks to Thanksgiving. Woo-hoo. That's always always exciting. Um, I might have a turkey sandwich, you know? <laughs> oh, treat yourself. I always like, you know what I like? I like, I like sweet potato and marshmallows. Sweet potato and marshmallows yeah. together. Yeah, you put the marshmallows on top of the sweet potato. What? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Is that a real thing? Of course it is. I had it. I, is that just I, a Nathan had, thing? No, I had it. Um, we went to, I went to a Thanksgiving hosted by an American a few years ago, and that was one of the dishes. Everyone took different dishes, and that was one of them. Was mashed sweet potato or like yeah. fried or what? This has turned into a cooking Show now. I'm so confused. So yeah, you do you do you do the mashed potatoes, you put them in a large bowl, right? Uh and then you put uh miniature marshmallows over the top and then put it back in the oven. It's a proper thing, it's an American tradition. I can't believe you've not heard of this. Okay. Seriously, okay. Totally back, really, really back nice. to NFL, something like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll be sitting with sweet potato and marshmallows watching the Vikings play the Lions. Um, I've got a little bit of injury news um, for this. Uh, questionable, which we know doesn't mean definitely out, but the news out of the Vikings camp is probably might be missing. Uh, Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver, and also cornerback Terence Newman. Uh, they do get back uh, Captain Munlin and linebacker Harrison Smith. But they they might be significant misses, I reckon. Yeah, I think Diggs especially. He's been playing some really good football. He he was out before earlier on in the season, and I think it affected them. So yeah, I think that's going to be a loss. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a tight game on all positions. All of the matchups are going to be huge. So everyone really really needs to be on their game in their kind of one on one situations and things like that. And I think it's going to come just a a couple of people being ahead on one side or the other that's going to call this one. It's, this one is really difficult to call, I feel. Well, it was really tight, wasn't it? They only played a couple of weeks ago and uh, missed by Blair Walsh meant that the Lions tied it in the last seconds and then won it in overtime with that amazing Golden Tate touchdown. I can, I can see it being just as tight again. 
Um, the one that's edging it for me is I just wonder if uh, this might be down to which of those players, like you said, makes a big play and whether the fact those missing for Minnesota just gives the edge to Matt Stafford in the Lions, I think maybe. Logic tells me, yeah. logic tells me the Vikings should win it. Like if you look at all the variables uh, and who's probably the best overall team, but I don't know. There's just and also the Lions just have this knack of where they keep turning it around and winning in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, true. They they don't like to just give it up, do they? That's... It's a, it's a really difficult one to call. And the and the Vikings again have been quite bad for that. Their losses have come kind of fourth quarter nail biters, things like that. So. Who are you going for? Oh, it's then? a difficult one. Uh, I'm going to say Vikings are going to even it up. They're going to get one. Ooh. See, I'm I'm going to I'm going to stick with the lines. I'm going with the, that little voice rather than logic. On an interesting side note, if you are a Detroit fan, if you're looking for some um, some other entertainment aside from football, I don't know if you know this, but the American show Dancing with the Stars. Yes, a bit yeah, like, a bit like their stars. version of Strictly Dancing. Uh, Calvin Johnson. Um, I Megatron is doing really well in that. So the ex Lions player, if you want some entertainment, uh, you can check that out. Some of the videos are hilarious, as you could probably imagine, such a big guy doing the dancing. But he's doing really well when he could win it. He is one of the tips to win it. Oh, that's all right then. So if the rest of the season doesn't go well for Lions, they got something to watch. Exactly. So we're not just covering football here. We can do dancing entertainment. We can do culinary delights. We do it all. So that is <laughs> that is one of the big games. I think the biggest one may be for neutrals to watch. And this this could be, we've had, we were talking the other week about some of the games of the seasons that we've had. I think this could well be, in terms of entertainment, uh, Washington going to Dallas. Yes. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are talking about this like it's a really big game. It and is. I just don't think it's going to be. It's another division I just don't match think up. it's going to be. You really don't like Washington, do you? <laughs> no. I think they should change their name and they should be better people. And they should all talk to their mothers about how their life's been. Even after Washington demolished the Packers. Yeah, yeah, the Packers that are four and six playing rubbish. I just don't see this chat about the Redskins. I don't see it. You, the start, Cowboys are going to run away with it. So you're starting to sound like uh, Osio Minera and Jason Bell on BBC, who turned around and said they don't think Dallas are that strong <laughs> and that they might make the playoffs, but they're not going to go very far. It's like, what? What? What are you on about? Have you been watching this season? Oh, that's, that's not a bad call, though. <laughs> what? I, I don't understand any logic of saying, you know what, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs when they are, on all metrics that you measure, the strongest team currently in the NFL. I don't know where the logic is of, yeah, yeah they're not going to go very far. Because to say that, you're then thinking, well, that means there are plenty of teams out there that I think are going to beat them early in the playoffs. Like who? Like anyone. Who Who do you think is going to beat them? Yeah. Right, that, that's when I play this game. If I get it, you might say, oh, they've got a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back. They've not had uh, great work the last few seasons. You go, okay, so who in the NFC are they going to face that's going to stop them, at least make it? Who's going to beat them? Seahawks? Um, so they're likely to play the Seahawks in the championship yes. game, though. So maybe Seahawks. Who else? That would, yeah. Um, I think the the Cardinals, their wild card, they could beat them. I think the Giants, if they're wild card, they could beat them. I just, I think, yeah, I just think it's it's possible. And I think people are talking about, oh, they've won big games and things like that. They've won a couple. Yeah, obviously the record. They won a couple. They've just yeah. won. They've just won eight on the trot. This is a franchise record. Yeah. Oh man, you guys are so wrong. Like, but going 
going back to today though, they are going to uh, going back to this week. Sorry, they are going to beat the Redskins. So I will allow them that. Okay, I, th- I think I'm, I agree. Comprehensive. I think I've, I've got some interesting stats, or not massively interesting stats, but interesting figures on this one. Uh, the Cowboys historically uh, win this game. They've won six out of seven Thanksgiving games against Washington, but Washington have won on their last two visits to Dallas. Um, although um, there is a lot of talk because Washington played the late game on Sunday, so there's a little less time. They had kind of like a day less in preparation. Um, but I, I still think this this could be just an all-out attacking one with both teams. And it's one of those ones where even if you're not a fan of either team, you could probably name a lot of players. And I think that's usually a good sign if you know a lot of people that make things happen that you can name. And it might just come down to a battle of the rookie running backs with not just Ezekiel Elliott for Dallas, but Rob Kelly, who has the unfortunate nickname of Fat Rob for some reason of Washington, who's had a couple of really big weeks. Yeah, I just don't see it. I can only apologise for my lack of enthusiasm towards this game that everyone seems so excited about. Oh, man, but we will see. We will see next week after yeah. the game, and I will either be right and I will gloat, or I will be wrong and you can mock me endlessly. <laughs> I'll be very surprised. My one other tip on this, I think it would just be won by Dak being a little bit calmer than Kirk Cousins, although I love it when he gets fired up. I think Prescott has shown that he can just manage games, and I think that will see it out for Cowboys. Well, at least we're both saying the same same winner in this one. Uh, okay, next one up is, I think lost a little bit of excitement. Um it is billed as a really tight game and significant for playoff hopes and swings. Pittsburgh Steelers going to Indianapolis. I'm saying it's been ruined a little bit for me because Andrew Luck confirmed to be out for this game. Yeah, yeah, that is big. That is big and a shame because I think that would have been a big part of of the game and how close it was and things like that. They're both on the same record, 5-5. Five and five. They both need wins. They're both sitting second in their division to a team that you think that they should be ahead of. So it is, there's a lot riding on it, but how much I wonder has been taken away with the lack of luck. Yeah. Do you know who the backup is that's going to be playing? No idea. I don't think even Colts fans know. Uh, Scott Tolzien will be stepping in. Um, and this this could be a strange one for the Colts because Matt Hasselbeck stepped in last season and I think it was five and three. He won like his first three or four for the Colts when he stepped in for look last year. And they let him go. He wanted a contract, but at 40, they said they wanted a younger guy. So he's not there. And they brought in Scott Tolzien, who'd been back up to Aaron Rodgers for three years. Um, and then an interesting one, looking at the Colts news, um, you then think, OK, well, he's been there. Apparently, the talk is that he's meticulous. He knows the playbook inside out. But Andrew Luck takes pretty much every snap in practice because that's how he wants it. So they're going to bring in a guy that's only been there for a few months and hasn't really practiced. I, For me, that's enough to go, you know what, the Steelers can go there and win. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Although, like, sitting behind a guy like Rodgers for three years, that's got to be, got to have helped a lot. But, yeah, if you're not getting the snaps in practice, you're not getting the time, it's going to be really difficult to walk onto that field feeling prepared. Yeah, especially in a big feeling game. confident in, yeah. Yeah, that's that would sway it for me. I would be going Steelers over the Colts in this one, I think both agreed that means it's blatantly going to be the Colts to win at home doesn't it <laughs> yeah probably yeah when we agree it's never a good it's never usually a good thing is it <laughs> no not at all oh one last thing on that game um 
on, on a slightly sad note, I think, um, Carlos Williams, who had a stunning season, breaking records as a rookie for the Bills last year, turned up at the start of the season uh, overweight. The Bills sent him away. He came back, lost a bit of weight, then was banned uh, four games for substance abuse. So the Bills let him go. Uh, he went to the Steelers who picked him up uh, because his brother is there. And you thought this is a good kind of matchup just being suspended for 10 games for substance abuse. That's really sad. A young player that was standout last year got to be having question marks over his career. So that is annoying to see. Yeah, it must be. There must be something there. Um, obviously, substance abuse isn't great. So I wonder what... Is, is there something going on there? Well, he blamed, kind of, he blamed his overweight. Uh, emotionally. Well, he did blame being overweight on his wife being pregnant and having cravings. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. But I think we've talked about it before when you're in that kind of in that sort of lifestyle surrounded by that sort of thing so easily and you kind of it's it's you're so set as a, an athlete or I, I must be good. I must do all of this and that, that those temptations must be even bigger. And so when there is that opportunity and things like that, it, it probably is a lot harder to say no and to go away from them. But there still must be something there emotionally and mentally that makes you go. I'd take this and potentially it's going to ruin my career and still go for it. I think there's there's got to be a lot in it for someone. But it's a shame. Oh, people people of a certain age in Britain will know what they need is the the campaign from Grange Hill of just say no. Fat Roland and Zamo got... You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> I remember Grange Hill vaguely. I'll find it and play it. It was brilliant. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. We're getting, I'm getting sidetracked really badly today. <laughs> LA Rams go yes. to New Orleans. Uh, this this looks like one of those that could be intriguing of a really tight defence and team that doesn't score much in the Rams going to generally this season one of the best offences in the Saints. I like those matchups. Yes. Yeah, I think this is one where I kind of looked at it and went, oh, well, that's the Saints all day. And then looked into it a bit more and thought, uh, you never know. And then remember Jared Goff. So, yeah, it's the Saints all day. Yeah, I, I I think it comes down to a straight battle, really, of can Rams hold off Drew Brees and the Saints? And in New Orleans, I don't think they can. No. And I also don't think the Rams, even if they, even if they hold off the Saints on scoring so much, I don't think the Rams are going to score enough. Easy one, then. Both agreed on that one. Yeah, again, wrong, probably, then. Uh, Surely we're going to get the next one right, though. Oh man, really? What what we got next? The Titans going to the Bears. Oh, you think this is an easy one? Oh, come on, surely. I don't know. This has just got. This is one of those I think where each week there's at least one game. We go, what? No way. I I think this might be one of those. How? I've got no <laughs> evidence. Just purely on the law of averages. When you look down the list and go, okay, where likely is a bit of a, a surprise to come from? What could be one of those? And and this just looks like one of those where you think, okay, tick, Titans, Jay Cutler, day-to-day, they've got another injury. I think not having Cutler could help the Bears. Oh, okay. That's how you want to play it. I see. Okay, that's maybe a little bit of a change. Yeah, but, but they've got too many injuries. I don't think they're going to win. I'm just saying it's one of those where if we're sitting next week, I wouldn't be surprised if we're both going, oh, man, we were wrong. 
I'm picking the Titans because the Bears, their injuries are just ridiculous that have piled up. Um, and they've just been getting worse and worse. And with that youngest squad, I, I don't think. And the Titans are... I know they lost last week, but they should have beaten the Colts, really. I think they'll go to Chicago and win. But like I say, I'm just going to hedge it with it wouldn't surprise me if it's a big shock in this one. Yeah, well, we're both on the same side again, but I, I just don't see it, especially with... I, I see it more, especially because Jay Cutler's out. They are using... Yeah, I just don't I don't see it happening. Okay, Arizona Cardinals go to Atlanta. What are you thinking? Big game. This is a big game. Yeah. This is one I'm excited for. I think... It's going to be a tough one to call. I think there's going to be a lot of... I think it could be a really high-scoring game. It could be some really nice football to watch. If you're if you're about and you want to watch one of the 6 o'clock games, uh, that's the one I would be going for, personally. See, I'm surprised at your enthusiasm for this one over Washington-Dallas, where the Cardinals have not been firing on offence and have been a generally poor football team. The Falcons, as you pointed out, haven't got the greatest defense i'm quite surprised that this is the one that really grabs you i just think i feel like this one's going to be really really close cardinals haven't been playing well they really really need a win falcons are are the top of their division and are looking like they're going to carry that on so i think it's going to be firing from the Cardinals. they can come in and really play like they can then it should be a really really good game like you say because of what i said earlier potentially falcons are going to come in and just walk all over them i just i don't think it's going to happen i think the cardinals are really going to step up and it should be a really good game. See, I, I don't know. I don't see this faith in the Cardinals. Um, Bruce Allen's just come out and said that Carson Palmer is not the problem, although he's gone from being runner-up in MVP for the NFC last season with he had a passer rating of 104.6, now at 83.6 this year. That's, that's some drop. He's already been sacked more times this season, 30, than the 25 in the whole of last season. Yeah, maybe he's not getting that pass protection and things like that, and that is also that's going to drop your your passer rating because you're under more pressure, you're trying to get away quicker and things like that. So if he's saying that he's not the problem, maybe that's why. It's because it's those guys in front of him aren't giving him the time or the confidence that he's going to be able to play the, play the ball. I, I think it's one of those ways. Either way, if he's not at top form and he's not getting protection, that is a recipe for disaster. And it looks like both of those. It also looks like they need two of Larry Fitzgerald because although he's been brilliant since they've swapped him and moved him to work in the slot and he's blocking a lot more and doing great, they're really struggling out wide. Uh, Floyd's had kind of one game where we thought the other week he was back, but hasn't been. Yeah, I just see them struggling. And if that run game, if they haven't got David Johnson making it happen, they just look like they struggle. I think this is the Falcons all day long. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Falcons as well. But I'm hoping the Cardinals are going to step up. They're going to have one of their better games this season and it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be an annihilation. <laughs> I do. I think it's been no, one of those where you go, wow, we've seen that. <laughs> oh, you think the next one's going to be an annihilation? Okay, so we're both going for Atlanta to win at home to the Cardinals. And you think next up? The Browns are going to annihilate the Giants. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, the, the Giants are Cleveland and are going to have an absolute field day. Yeah, I, I can't see it being anything up. But really, one bit of uh, news for the Browns that might be interesting is RG3 is back in practice. He's not had any contact sessions yet. Um, but looking optimistic, he might be back, so they might have another option. Yeah, <laughs> that gives them one. Uh, I did also like, um, I know he likes being in the news a lot, so I'm always reluctant to give him more attention. But uh, Adele Beckham Jr. being asked about Thanksgiving that's not his focus at all. Obviously, what's important to him is this is the second anniversary of that catch he did. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was what well, yesterday was like yeah. the two year anniversary of it, wasn't it's it? All about me. <laughs> it's all about that one catch I did in that game that we lost. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. But the Giants are gonna win this one easy. Yeah, done. Next up the Chargers going to Houston against the Texans. Yeah, another of our teapot games. I this this could be a close one. Yes, I think it I think it will be. I think it's both teams that need wins. It's both teams that aren't aren't playing maybe as well as that you would have thought or like before the season started, although the Texans are doing better than they were earlier in the season. They're at the top of their division. Chargers are at the bottom of theirs, but we've talked about their division and about how difficult it is. So I think they're playing probably similar levels. So it should be quite a close game. Texans have won every game in Houston so far, though. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a big a big marker for this one then is maybe it's going to be something like that. It's going to come down to that home field advantage. But then also Texans have had a short week. They played on Monday night and Chargers had a bye week. Uh, Okay. So yeah, they're coming off that rest and potentially they're going to be even more prepped. But though we've seen it earlier on in the season where teams coming off the bye haven't maybe been fully there and have been beaten. So it's it's a difficult one to call. There's a lot of kind of like positives and negatives on both sides. So it's a real kind of gut check on this one and just my go, one, with, go with who you feel. I'm actually, because I've got reasons to want both these to win of my stupid tip for the Texans to make the Super Bowl. And they are top of their division, bizarrely. I know it's a rubbish division. And that the Chargers would do a late playoff run. And I like the Chargers. They're interesting to watch. But I've actually got logic here. So not only have the Chargers had a bye week and the Texans a shorter week, uh, the Chargers have also signed Ronnie Hillman at running back, which is a position they've needed some help with for Melvin Gordon as well. They've also signed Griff Whalen as a wide receiver, so they've got a couple of bit more there to help out some of their younger players. And Chargers, fourth, fifth, I think, um, defence on blocking the run, on pass defence, on uh, running defence. Texans, Brock Osweiler can't, can't throw it. They haven't got a passing game. So he's going to be forced to try and throw it. And I don't think it's going to work. So that is my logic behind saying uh, on paper, there's a lot of reasons for it. But I think it's going to be one of those where people will be surprised to see the Chargers going to Houston and winning. But actually, there's a lot of logic to say why they will win. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Like I say, I've been trying to kind of give reason and logic behind both of them. That's made a lot more sense than anything I had. But I also had it that the Chargers were going to take this one. Um, Like I say, mainly from a kind of, I feel like they're they're kind of they took a knock last week. Um, so did the Texans lost last week as well. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the they both lost last week. Yeah, so I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing the Chargers. I don't know why. I've got a lot less logic than you have behind your reasoning, but that's who I'm going for. I know it's going to be great for the AFC West as well, just to make it that little bit even tighter than it is. It's just like it's such a good close division that it's great to watch. I think we might both agree on the next one. Uh, Jacksonville go to Buffalo. Yeah, this should be one in the bag for Buffalo. You would you would assume, no? Yeah, Sammy Watkins might be back for the Bills as well. Um, he's looking decent. Uh, McCoy, who has had injury issues all year, apparently is fit, going to be fine. So a lot of those injury issues for the Bills, it's a genuinely quite healthy roster at the moment. They've rested a few. Looked strong last week against the Bengals. The Jags, well, we've talked about some Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, and this is one that if Gus Bradley is going to try get those wins that we talked about, this has surely got to be one of those games. Yeah, on a, on a dull kind of note on this game that's not player-based, I just wonder how much 
how much of a difference it will be. Uh, the discipline side, so the Bills last season and even the start of this year, talking a lot about penalties. And they seem to have cut that out. And But that does seem to be a big problem for the Jags. We've talked about their discipline problems. I uh, just wonder if that, if, it, if it's slightly tight, might be a bit of a deciding factor. Yeah, if it, if it was to end up a closer game, that is probably going to be the thing that's going to sway it. The yards that the Jags are giving up at the minute is just is just outrageous, and they're just walking teams up the field with penalties and things like that. So if by some chance it was closed, then they would still lose, probably because of that. Yeah, I'm just thinking that the one thing the Bills have done well is they've designed plays around the fact that uh, Tyrod can run with the ball. I think if they have got McCoy back. Mike Gillisley's actually having a really good season as well, stepping in to do some carries. If Watkins is back fit. The, strangely, the Bills have gone from having no options to having a few, and as the Jags can't defend, yeah. this, this might be again. This might be one of those that's surprising that people look at it and haven't followed, and you see a big win for one team and think, "What? Where's that come from?" This might be one of those where the Bills, like they showed full enough against uh, the 49ers when they they gave them a good thumping, but if a team gives them a chance, they can score points. So I, I'm going to stick my neck and say this could be a big thumping win for the Bills. Yeah. That'd be quite good. I think they they deserve it. That'd be quite quite fun to watch as well. Was that you saying the Bills deserve a big win? Oh my god! Yeah, no, I think so. And it also gives them something to cheer about, you know, even though that they're not going to make the playoffs. But yeah, there it is. I knew a dig would be I knew a dig would be coming along sometime. Right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, host Cincinnati Bengals, whose season looks over, really. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a difficult. Like normally, divisional matchup, you'd be excited. You'd be like, "Here we go," and maybe potentially the fact it is divisional means the Bengals are going to step up. But come on, do you see it happening? No, I don't. No, Um, me neither. I'm not massively confident in in the Ravens, although they did well against Dallas uh, last week, and they're certainly really, really confident and think they should do well. And I think that might be the difference. The Bengals don't look massively confident. I think the Ravens uh, are full of themselves. At home, I think they have more to play for. I, I think it's all... I, I just can't see where a Bengals win comes from. Yeah. You know the only thing that is close in this? What's that? They've both scored the exact same amount of points this year. Oh, have they? Yeah. And Bengals have done it in one less game. But the Ravens have got the better defence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they've... <laughs> they've... Um, They've had points against is a lot less for the Ravens than the Bengals, for sure. But yeah, they both scored 199 points. And just potentially there's going to be there's going to be points scored. That's a positive, you could say, about the game. <laughs> I think maybe not for the Bengals. No AJ Green, no Gino Barnard. I, I, I think that tips even. If I, I was swaying towards Baltimore before any of that, but Bengals losing those players last week, I, I, can't, I can't see any way back for them. You know, earlier on in the season, um, when uh, Jimmy G was playing, and he uh, he threw the ball, it hit someone, and he caught it himself. Oh yeah, I think Dalton might have to do that. <laughs> Start passing to himself. You never know. <laughs> I think we both might agree on the next one as well. San Francisco go to Miami. Yeah, again, this is should be an easy one. Um, 49ers are playing atrocious. They've had one win this season. A massive streak of nine losses all in a row. And they're playing a Dolphins team who are playing pretty well. They are six and four, aren't they? The Dolphins? Yeah, six yeah. and four, the Dolphins. You can't you can't go against them, I wouldn't think. 
real playoff hopes for Dolphins. Unlike, it wouldn't be unlike the Dolphins to kind of lose this game, though. This is the type of game that they would lose. I don't know. That I, think, I think this is where there's a change. If they are starting to look like a team that doesn't make those mistakes anymore, they were, I think that win last week in LA was their most significant. The fact that they came from 10-0 in the last quarter, they kept faith. Adam Gase has got them believing themselves, has got Ryan Tannehill turned into a game-changer, and they look confident, and they are solid, and they can run the ball. I, I don't know. that It's it's strange thing to say. I remember we did the interview with, with Dan Neal, uh, our teapot player and Dolphins fan, back in like week three, four, and he was pretty much writing the season off. Uh, there's not much to look forward to. And since then, they've suddenly looked like a really good team. Yeah, they heard him and they were like, okay, we'll show you. Yeah, you, you <laughs> English guy, that's it. We're going to turn it around. So it's all down to Dan Neal. Well done, Dan, for your team being good. Dolphins well win. Yeah. Uh, another game in Florida. Yes. I think this one might be exciting and I think you're going to disagree with me. But I think this could be an exciting game. Uh, Seahawks go to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, d- I don't see what is going to be exciting about this game. Unless you're a Seahawks fan and you enjoy watching them score points. Tampa Bay. Seriously, I had this conversation. We cut it out of the podcast because I rambled about, actually, you know what? They're pretty decent. Big win in Kansas last week, which no one was expecting. I certainly didn't expect them to win in Kansas. They are starting to play well. They're quite an exciting offense. The Seahawks have done their thing of finding their form. I mean, Seahawks even exciting. They, they were getting Doug Baldwin throwing a touchdown to Russell Wilson last week. Yeah, yeah, just a little change up there just to make it, hey, you said we weren't exciting, how about this? Exactly. So I think this could be quite an exciting game to watch. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Seahawks can wheeze it. I think the Seahawks will win, but I think this could be an exciting game. I would love it. I would love it to be, and I'm still obviously going for my prediction that the Red Hawks, and so any kind of knock that they get, I'm going to be kind of going for in terms of the run-up to playoffs, but I just don't see it happening. You know what? To I apologise. To sorry. make it exciting, because we've picked a load of games the same at the moment, I'm going to go for Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. That just as, as I didn't pick, I said earlier I wouldn't be surprised if there was an upset with the Bears, and there needs to be one pick this week, so that's going to be my, my pick, I reckon. Are you sure you don't want to pick the next game? <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I'm going for this one. So, yeah, I'm going to swap around for no real logical reason other than there's probably going to be an upset at some point and this this yeah. could be the one. And also, Seahawks have got to go across country. If anything, you never know, long distance this time of year might make a difference. Yeah, could do. Could do. Okay, so then we have uh, the greatest team in the NFL going to the Jets. It should be easy. Okay, on... on... Patriots going to New York uh, just to let you know that stat when you know saying earlier the 538 uh, Patriots are no longer the favourites for Super Bowl, Super Bowl according to their stats that's okay they're second the favourites to win they're second to Seattle the percentage they've got is uh, there's 96% chance of the Patriots making the playoffs uh, then 91% of getting through that next round 88% the next but only a 19% chance overall of winning the Super Bowl there you go. Okay, and then what do the and who's number one then if they're not? Uh, uh number one is Seattle with a twenty percent chance. Okay, so there's one one percentage yeah. point between it. Those two and are I clear favourites. The Buccaneers, if the Buccaneers do your surprise win, and then the Patriots obviously beat the Jets, then we'll be back at number one again. Yeah, there's not really <laughs> there's not really much of interest in that Jets game. I think this this could add up for big trouble for the Jets. Uh, the only slight bad news for Patriots is. 
Uh, Alan Branch has got a four-game suspension for substance abuse, silly boy. And Gronk uh, might not be back yet with his perforated lung, which sounds really bad, but actually isn't as bad as it sounds. Uh, the mild version of that injury you can kind of recover from in two to three days. Yeah, it's not not the greatest, though, is it? But it sounds really bad. It sounds like one of those you hear on like ER, doesn't it? One of the medical shows where, oh, my God, what's happened? Oh, he's got a collapsed lung. He's got a perforated lung. It's one of those, but it's actually not too bad. So although he might not be playing, this might be one of those. You know what? If he's if he's suffering a little bit, you just say, playing the Jets, have a week off, mate. Yeah. Also, because it's Patriots Jets, it means we got to, we get to talk about the butt fumble again, which is always fun. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Now is that is that anniversary? Four years ago it? today. Four years. Oh, another anniversary. Yeah. See, that's a better anniversary than the uh, OBJ one. <laughs> than OBJ's. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely share that oh, one. So right? funny. We'll get the book fumble. Will be on our Facebook just to relive the glory. <laughs> I'm guessing our next game. Uh, oh, so I just assumed then we're both clearly saying the Patriots are going to win, aren't we? Oh no, I was going to go for the Jets, but now that okay, you've said done. It, now you've said it, done, done. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> next one might split us. This could be another good game. Carolina Panthers, who are slowly but surely getting themselves back to form, uh, go to Oakland. I don't see how this is going to split it unless you're making a really stupid decision and you're going to pick, pick the Panthers. I don't think it would be. I, I was. I would have edged towards the Panthers if it hadn't been for injuries. Uh, I think Luke Keekley is going to be a massive miss for the Panthers. No timetable for his return yeah. after his concussion last week. Um, and also, it's not just... Keekly it's missing. They might be without uh, Ryan Khalil. And their leading sacker, Mario Addison, is also doubtful. Um, and he's a big reason. I mean, they've had 18 sacks in the last four games. If they had all of those fit, I, I would have said this might be a surprise that they could get at Derek Carr. But I think that's that's too much to come to overcome. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I think the Raiders are playing so well. They are on a four-week winning streak. Panthers, yeah, they picked up one last week but they're you're I can see how you're kind of saying that they're kind of getting their form back a bit but not is not enough to play and beat a Raiders team that are playing as well as they are so you say that the Raiders were really lucky to beat the Texans last week really lucky they were not particularly good they had one of their worst games yeah we talked about this though Mexico we, we it was we didn't know what was going to happen down there it's a whole different place and also it's a sign of a true champion, isn't it? To play badly and still win. So, yeah. I think I think they Raiders. they did get the win, but they were incredibly lucky with three or four massive officiating decisions that went their way as well. Yeah, the uh, officiating in that game wasn't the best for sure. I think this is this is where they get lucky. The fact the Panthers have got those game uh, those players out, and the fact although they don't do as well at the Coliseum, uh, they don't do quite so well. I. I think this is probably a good timing. If you wanted to come back and you're going to play a team that hasn't had the greatest season and is losing some of their top players, that's that's not a bad matchup for the Raiders to chalk up another win. Our final teapot game then, a big division matchup. The Chiefs coming off a loss at home, breaking their winning streak at home, travel to Denver. Uh, Denver's bye week, wasn't it? So yeah, Denver have had a bye week as well. Yeah, this, like you say, divisional matchup. They're both on the same record, seven and three. So they're both looking for that win because it's a double win, isn't it, in a division and kind of take that jump above the other team. It's so close. It's such a difficult one to call. My uh, 
my head is saying Broncos, but my heart is saying Chiefs. It's it's really hard. I don't know. A draw. They're both. <laughs> I never know. It might be. They're both both really similar teams. They both play in a similar way. Uh, they kind of get the ball away quick. They rely on a, on a run game a little bit to push them forward. They rely on their defenses to make plays. I I just wonder. The Chiefs have got a few injury worries. It's not definite people out, but a few uh, questionables. Um, I just wonder if this is one of those where the slight advantage comes from Broncos having. Von Miller. I mean, the Chiefs have got their own kind of version with um, Justin Houston, but he's not 100%. I just think that slight defensive edge will win it for Broncos, especially at, at their ground, especially in Denver, where they're so dominant. It's a difficult one. It's really difficult. I'm going to call a draw. No, you're not. Yeah. Is it, this is Teapot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call a draw. You're not calling a tie. Yeah, I am. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? This is the deciding game of the teapot as well. <laughs> Definitely calling a draw. <laughs> You're a lunatic. <laughs> uh, what score? Yeah, this is well, what... I've decided that. Oh, what score? We've uh, also got to give a score. Harder. 23 points each. Oh, man, you're just... <laughs> Wave goodbye to your playoff hopes. Oh, I, they were gone a while ago. That's why I'm calling it a draw. Uh, I'm going to go 17-10 Broncos. So many people on our teapot have gone for low-scoring ones. Uh, I think this will be a real surprise if either or both teams get more than 20. I think that would be quite a surprise. Uh, final game. Green Bay Packers go to Philadelphia. Philly will be glad to be back home. They've not got a good road record. They'll be glad to be back at home. Yeah, I think, so the Packers are what, four four weeks in a row they've lost now? Yeah, that's their fourth consecutive. It's their worst run since the 50s, I believe. They've not lost this many in a oh, row. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I talked last week or the week before about, oh, surely they can't win and lose this many in a row, and they have. So it's like, does, is that going to carry on, or is it now going to be, okay, well, it's the Eagles, so they'll beat the Eagles. Because normally you would say, yes, Packers are going to beat the Eagles. But it's difficult one to say that this week. Yeah, certainly this season. I think the, the Eagles have done well at home. Um, not travel well, but their home record's good. The Packers, this will be their fifth loss. Eddie Lacy ruled out for the season. Um, he wasn't doing great, but he, he had a couple of good games early in the season. Um, it did, I think the strange thing with the Packers, I tried to do this on, on the last podcast review in last week, that they're actually just poor in every department and it's not that everyone's having shocks it's just not working in every department they're not they're not defending the deep game well at all um that's the only thing that might help them a little bit i guess this this week is the eagles tend not to go long very often that isn't what their game's based around and that might be the only hope for the packers that if they can stuff some of the run game uh darren sproles has been doubtful as well for the eagles so if he's not 100 percent, i think that's their only hope and i think it's a very slim hope I think it is, but I'm going to go back to my argument of, come on, it's the Packers. They can't lose this many in a row. So I'm going to go for the Packers this week. On on just laws of averages that at some point they're going to win. Yeah, and they've, they've scored more than the Eagles so far in the season. <laughs> Not by much at all, and they've conceded a hell of a lot more. But still, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for the Packers. 
this is the week where they, I'm not going to say they turn it around because it's definitely not going to turn their season around, but they might get a win. I'm, I, I was totally with you in a few weeks ago saying they are going to have the season where they go from win to loss and just being consistent. That's completely wrong. I totally underestimated how bad their secondary is. Um, I mean, what's that? 45 points to the Titans, then 42 in Washington. Now they're going to Philadelphia. I don't think it'll be as many points, but I think this will be 30, 14, something like that. I think for the Eagles, I just I can't see how the Packers are going to fix that defense in, in a week. Mm-hmm. And a shorter week, obviously, as well. Okay. They played the late game, didn't they, in Washington? Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, so we don't disagree. That's one, two, three. Is that just three, I think? Yeah, so there's only three we disagree on this week, um, which was, coincidentally, the margin of difference in our predictions last week, young man. Oh, yeah. Well, after you were winning... How did they go last week? Well, after you were winning week to week, and I think getting kind of sevens and eights to my sixes and fives, uh, last week you got eight, uh, and I got 11 out of the 14. Nice. 11 out of 14. That's not bad at all. I, I had a good week. I did think that's why he's avoiding me on the previous podcast. I thought Stuart's just going to be, he doesn't want to face up to this. Yeah, that's why. I was actually, I was totally free. I was totally available. And I just went, you know what? I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, you can see what everyone else in our teapot game has predicted. Uh, the deadline for those, uh, again, is five o'clock on Thursday. Uh, which is 9am for our Seattle players to get their predictions in. Uh, so you'll be able to go to goinglongpodcast.com forward slash teapot and see all the predictions that we've got for those games and who is winning. We had a big shift in the in the race for the playoffs in our teapot last week with the Stratham family winning their fifth straight game. Um, I think it was fifth. It might have been their sixth, no, fifth straight game and to suddenly leap into playoff contention. So remarkable run on our on our yeah, table. Bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and also our jinx. We've got to stop mentioning people. A couple of weeks ago we talked up to Tom Marriott, who'd been on an incredible run and he promptly lost and got none out of four right. Uh last week you then jinxed <laughs> Dan in our in our division by saying, ha 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 Dan Neil and he lost straight away because his whole tie was <laughs> dependent on the Panthers game that was first one up and he lost. So we can't mention... who, am I against, who am I against this week? No, don't. We can't see if this jinx works. That's not fair. <laughs> we cannot mention anyone else. On well, the whoever, whoever I'm against this week, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. If you have got your views, tell us we're wrong, which obviously we are, uh, and give your predictions. Get in touch on Twitter, Going Long UK, Going Long Podcast on Facebook, uh, and we'll be back next week to laugh at Stuart picking a tie. If you get that right, if that's a tie in Denver, then then I don't know what we'll do, but we'll think of something. <laughs> okay. Cool. You've been listening to Going Along Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Nathan. I've been Stuart. Goodbye. <laughs>